This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Lord, we are so great and we worship you tonight. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Blessed be your name. Unto you shall the garden of your people always be. We celebrate your goodness. We honor you, Lord, tonight. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you for your mighty presence here. We receive grace to minister your word by the ability supplied by the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and give Jesus praise. Glory to God. Thank you. God bless you. Can you just help me welcome as many people as we can this morning or this evening to church? Let them know you are so happy to see them. Your face is always smiling. Your word is living in my heart. Are you set tonight? <laughs> Glory to God. Let me read a portion of the Bible before we start tonight. Jeremiah 17. Let's start from verse 7. Or let's start from 5. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, Thus hear the Lord. Not every word in the scripture is the word of God. Different people spoke in the Bible. Job's wife spoke. Satan spoke. Angels spoke. And demons spoke also. Alright? But the Bible said this one. The Bible said, I don't see the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusted in man. And that makes the arm of flesh. Or make flesh his arm. Whose heart departs from the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes during worship, I'm just led to read some couple of... The Bible can speak to you more than any pastor can speak to you. So the Bible said that once you begin to trust in man, there is a problem. Verse 6 is very dangerous. It shall be like the heat in the desert and shall not see good when coming. Wow. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. If you see this pattern in someone's life, you might need to find out where is your trust. The Bible says it is certain. This is why there is so much frustration in our nation today. And not only Nigeria, anywhere, all over the world. People are angry. And when they're angry, they turn to social media that cannot help them. Social media is arranged in such a way that if you speak against people, someone that people don't like, those who don't like that person will join you, but they will not help you. They just join you to insult the person and it ends there. And people carry their marriage, carry all kinds of things there. And the one whose life is more terrible is having an opinion about their matters. The Bible says, once you trust a man, you'll be like the heat of the desert. You shall not see good. Wow. Mm. Let's read the next verse. 
Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Next verse, opposite of the other guy. It shall be as a tree planted by waters and that spread out the road by the river shall not see when it comes. Everybody say evergreen success. Have you heard the term, this life is full of ups and downs? That is not the Bible. That is the reality of men. Now the Bible says he will not see it. But our leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Glory to God. I am productive at all times. Somebody give God praise. That is what that scripture is saying. That it is possible. Can I have your seat? God bless you. But don't be quiet. You can be productive all around. Praise God. The key to it is the Bible said that your heart must trust in the Lord. Not in any other thing. As a matter of fact. Once Satan sees that you depend on something else outside God, he's going to attack that thing. And some just don't get this. Thank God for your job. Don't depend on it. Thank God for your salary. Don't depend on it. Thank God for good friends that you are, but don't depend on them. Why do people get angry when people leave them? Too much. You have depended on them too much. Those who are not attached to anybody, don't fret when people leave them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You should be happy when good things are happening, but please let your joy be in the Lord. Otherwise, you are happy today, you are sad tomorrow because other things are not consistent. Glory to God. Well, we are love affairs on Sunday. You can be excited about a guy and when you are married, they can annoy you. Your husband can get a good man in the morning and can drive you crazy in the afternoon. Ask people that are married, are they happy at all times? Is it every time that you sing song for that person and that your hair swells? <laughs> Hallelujah. To be happy in life, your root has to be in something deeper than whatever people can see. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. The same good job, sometimes challenges will come from it. That you are not happy, your boss can say things. You must be rooted in something deeper than whatever you can see. Glory to God. And the things of the kingdom, they are inside, they cannot be taken away from you. So there is... Uh, there are those who rejoice all year long because what is fueling their joy cannot be touched by the enemy, cannot be touched by men. Glory to God. This is why God begins to train you to start rejoicing even when things don't look like it. He's trying to say that I am the only reason why you should be happy, no other thing. He said to Abraham, Genesis 15, this is not the message, but let's just look at this tonight. Genesis 15, verse 1. 
After these days, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. At this time, this man here is believing God seriously for a child. And God says that, look man, yes, you need a son. You are aging and you don't have one. But this is how it works. The Bible says children are God's heritage. The fruit of the womb is his reward. That's Psalm 126, 124, 126. Which one? Any one of the two. The fruit of the womb is his reward. So in other words, I, the Almighty, have already said that to have a child is a reward. But Abraham, there is a reward superior to other reward that you must have first before the reward you want. So he said, I am your reward. Yes, I'm going to reward you by giving you a son. But I am a bigger reward than the son. If you see me as your reward, all other rewards will come. Can I hear me? Yeah. Are you with me? So I need husband. First of all, God must be your husband. Even though he's your father. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must see him as your reward in that area. Then the real thing, then the second thing comes. It's actually the real thing. So Abraham told that God would come down and say that you are going to go. God said, no, Abraham, there is a step. Before Isaac comes, I'm going to reward you with Isaac. But can you first of all see me as your reward? Why was he saying that to Abraham? This revelation, see, it's very easy for you to read now. And then you will think that, you know, God just, no. Every word that God spoke to some of those men in Old Testament became a revelation to them. When God stopped talking to Abraham, there was a truth, an understanding that settled in Abraham. Have you wondered why he gave Isaac up? If God didn't stop him, that dagger was going for Isaac. Because he had been trained by God that the real reward is God. All other things are not original. I get what I'm saying. So he was more than willing to sacrifice any other reward because his eyes had seen the real reward. Hmm. But the Bible talks about riches and true riches. True riches is invisible. It's something you command by the capacity of your spirit, not what you say. Are you getting what I'm saying? And those who have seen that true riches, they don't have problem with the physical one, giving it out, patting it. Okay, God doesn't tell you to give out everything. God believes in you saving and everything. So, but occasionally, sincerely speaking, there is a test God put before people also. Because if you are going to walk in this dimension, you must prove to God that your eyes have seen the true riches and you are not attached to any other one. God doesn't come every now and then and say that, generally give me your side It might be once in six or seven years. He actually tells us that when he begins to notice that we are attached to that thing, we are attached to that thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a period of within two years that every time I said, no, my wife works in bank, we try our best to save money to get the car, we tell me to give it out. So I can say to people, car has died in my heart. And interestingly, when these things die, that's where you are more. Yeah. The first one paid me like, because I still had it to 1.8 million. I only gave the owner of the car 1 million. I was going to be paying 200,000 every month. He allowed me. 
one allergy on Ojodu, they allowed me. So I gave out a car and I was still paying loan on the car. That was the painful part. I protested, oh, Lord, it was painful. But you see, it did something. Sometimes, people will just come and just be annoying you. This is the only way to be patient. See, when you pray for patience, it does not mean that one man to come from heaven and enter you. Zoom! They say, I am now patient. <laughs> as soon as you finish praying, situation will just start, people just start getting on your nerves. Until a time that the Lord tells you, forgive me, forgive me. After a while, your capacity, you know, you know elasticity. So your limit is so stretchy that no matter what somebody does, you just look at them and walk away. You have conquered anger. Are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I remember we're coming from, see, the Holy Spirit is very good. We're coming from, uh, I think, uh, Abel Kuta. And um, myself, my wife, and my son. So, <laughs> we got to around close to MFM, just before MFM. And my car just suddenly stopped working. So, I came down, opened the bonnet, and I was trying to check. I just heard the voice of God go back into the car. I actually thought I was to start it one more time to see what was up. As soon as I entered the car, less than 20 seconds. Land Cruiser, brand new, was coming and hit the car from behind. If I was at the front, I know the old front of that Land Cruiser, the two light, the front, everything went down, crashed. Then the guy came down, said, I'm so sorry. So he began to beg. He put his hand on his head. I told the guy that my own, only one light, only one, just one light was affected. You know, uh, well, I don't want to mention my type of car, but some cars are heavier than some other cars on ground. Some are very heavy on it. So uh, most of Toyota products are not that strong. But the other cars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the, so the guy came from behind. He was like, oh, God. And I told him that, see, don't worry about me. It just one light. I'll fix it. It will be less than 100. That's not a problem. I said, the way I'm looking, I saw the man that was not the owner. <laughs> I said, hey. <laughs> hey. my own is small. It is what you will tell your boss. But when I saw that guy, I said, it will take nothing less than half a million to fix this. Brand, brand new Land Cruiser Prado. That guy is about 70 million or so. So now, what has happened? Maybe you'll be talking about one point something million to fix it. That might be his salary for. <laughs> So when I pardoned him, he entered the car, he was still crying. I was like, now, this is part two. So I can't help you with that. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you with me? I am your exceeding great reward. This is powerful. You see, when the Spirit of God makes the Word of God to come alive in your heart, it becomes a revelation that you live by. And it is important in the place of prayer. You begin to get those words that are not general, but that what God is saying to you that you can live by. Especially with the situation, I believe very soon our nation will step out. All problems will not disappear, but I believe that there will be a better nation. But you see, you see all, those, all those nations people are running to, their time will come. 
except the word of God is not correct. In the end time, chaos will be the order of the day. Do you know that we recorded very few deaths during COVID there? You should see what happened in some other countries. And who knows what next is coming? I remember, you do know how many of our members here have led Ukraine. And thank God all the news have gone so far, they all escaped, every single one. But see, if they were told two years ago that you are going to Ukraine, you will carry your bag one day and be running, they will say that that happens in uh, Kaduna or we talked about Bornu states. But they did not know that the same experience will come to Ukraine. So the Bible says, one said that I is in Zion. The angel walked to and from and said the whole land was quiet. And go, it won't be for a long time. People don't know this. This is why the safest place is where God tells you to stay. That is all. I was shocked when somebody coming from Bornu states, they are still living there, father, mother, and children. Nothing has happened to them till now. Every day people die in Lagos. I, believe, I pray that Christians will understand this. That you are not moved by the flesh. We are not saying go put your hand in danger, but pray before you move. Thinking that one nation is better, you know, ah, there will be one in Nigeria. They've been saying there will be one in Nigeria since 30 years ago. When I was very small, my father's friends will come. They will say, I say the war will happen next month. When MKO died, they say, ah, there is this invisible that has been keeping this nation. Things have happened that should have triggered war, but somehow we go survive. So it's not a new thing to say there will be war. It has always the threat has always been there. But you see, I believe. I believe. I just seem to believe that. I don't know who's going to be the president. I am not the one who gives prophecy about nations and about who will be and who will not be. Even if God shows me, I'll keep my mouth shut. You see, what the what people a lot of people don't know. It is good to be a Bible student. If you're a Bible student, you are going to be very humble now. You talk about things. Let me tell you one thing. In the realm of the spirit, one hour is a long time. Prophecy, I'm not trying to make case for imposters who talk, who talks. Anybody, day and night, they're always running their mouth that God is showing them something, suspect them. When you see men like about Deboe, they are quiet. He still say God hasn't shown you anything about it. So they have seen over 100 visions. <laughs> you know, every now and then, oh, God said this one will be the God, this one. And Many times I read those things and years after, they are wrong. And so people are still following them because people are blind. I'm not even saying the prophetic community, but that's why I said, I see if you are a student of the Bible, you'll be careful about many things. Number one, see, if God tells you something will happen, that is not final. Now, if you are watching me, again, I like saying that, keep your mouth shut and just listen. Because some people now, they will cut this part and say, a pastor said that when God speaks, it's not final. And they will run and start. I don't know why people are, there are just, people are just frustrated. You are not in this church. I'm not talking to you. So I don't know what that should be your issue. And you won't even have the patience to listen to what I'm trying to say. So God said to Elijah, So Ahab took Naboth's garden and killed the guy. And Elijah told him, Elijah told him that the same place where you kill Naboth, you shall be killed there. Then Elijah left. And the guy began to pray for forgiveness. And God told Elijah that, go back and tell him. No, God is in the time God said, you know what? He humbled himself before me. He said, the evil that I have spoken against him will not happen in his time. I transfer it to his son. 
It's important whose son you are. <laughs> he said it's his son now. So he escapes. What touch God? God did expect that Ahab won't himself. As a king, they came to entertain him at night. He drove all of them away. He sat and he became sober. Because God has said in his word, he won't turn away from a repentant sinner. He said that it is not his will that any should perish. God chooses repentance above judgments. So he said, okay. The same thing. Now, if you were a guard in the palace that day, one of the political guys in the palace, and you saw when Elijah, the greatest prophet, walked in and he told the king that, sir, this is what's going to happen. But then God changed the prophecy and Elijah didn't come to tell you. Actually, if you have hated the king, you will be praying. <laughs> when I go watch your body being hit by animal. Then the king died and he was burned in supplicant and then like nothing happened. They said, all those pastors, I was there when he said God said. But something happened behind the scene. Whatever you see more than once in the Bible, what about, what about Ezekiah? So Isaiah came that day. Isaiah did not say if you don't repent because he was a righteous king. He said, excuse me, sir, put your house in order, your time is up. Ezekiah said, no problem. When Isaiah left, he turned to the wall. Spiritual men know how to do this unchained prophecy. He began to cry, say, Lord, remember me. Will he end like this? And he began to recount. And God told Isaiah, go back and tell him, I had 15 more years to his life. And Isaiah said, 15. Again, if you were the protocol officer standing behind the king, maybe you were running morning shifts. And Isaiah came in the morning. By the time God was sending him back, you are changed change of guard. Now you've gone home. And you are telling your wife, <laughs> they said King would die. <laughs> you know what, what I'm planning? I will go borrow money for King tomorrow. <laughs> because I know, say, before I return the money for don't die. <laughs> you know, but not knowing that the prophet can say 15 because the guy prayed. He prayed. What about the third exam? These are patterns. Jonah the prophets. Jonah did not say that Nineveh will be destroyed if you guys don't repent. There was no if. Go and read Jonah 1 2. He got to say, Nineveh shall be wiped off in three days. He even gave the time. And the king heard. Ah, he said, I think I believe what this guy is saying. And he said, Everybody, including baby, including animals, they fasted for three days without eating. They were praying, Lord, have mercy. And God changed his mind. So Jonah went to sit down on the mountain. So this is why you shouldn't pray to be a prophet. God can mess up your reputation at times. It was counting <laughs> 36 hours to go. 24 hours to go. Ah, in 12 hours. In 12 hours time, fire go, they fall on. It was on the mountain waiting. And then the deadline came, nothing happened. And Jonah, the Bible said he was angry. And he said that when you called me, that was the problem. He said, I know you, that you are merciful. He said, when you told me to go and give that statement, I didn't want to go because inside me, I already knew that along the line, you will now say they repent and you're forgiving them. So why are you sending me? It's like you're embarrassing me. In other words, don't send me to people you are not prepared to kill. <laughs> if you are going to send me, make sure you are concluded that you are killing them and there's no mercy. Then send me. But the one that you are not sure, don't send me. Say, because you are messing me up. Messing up my reputation. And God told Jonah that, really, but Jonah just forgot that he himself, a fish swallowed him. And God had mercy when he repented and the fish vomited him. 
You know at times you can be forgiven and cease to forgive others. God can pardon you and you can find it difficult to pardon other people. This is why from when I was young in UI till now, I, pay, I just have a way of moving away from people who say something like, I'm still hurting. They are hurting me. I'm feeling, all those statements that Facebook is teaching us to say, it's my truth I'm sharing. I'm still hurting and just leave me alone. You know, I'm, just, I'm just trying to recover. All because you don't want to forgive straight away. You still try to talk about, hey, okay, I'm going to forgive eventually, but you say, I'm still hurting. I'm not saying those things. I'm not saying all those things. They are wrong, or I'm just saying that me, I stay because people like that at times, it's hard for them to let go of things. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you, if you, anybody who knows all I've said to you now, especially if what God tells you is like a judgment. You are going to be very careful and start praying. Divine plan can change at any time. Yes. So when God reveals something to you about somebody, you would rather pray, pray very well about it. You only say it if God tells you that, you know what, what I told you, you must say it. But it's not every message you should say. If you are very close to God, He can reveal something to you. It does not mean you should talk about it. You know, I say this by the grace of God. Let's say 90 out of 100 marriages that I have happened to know the husband and the wife, maybe we're in school together or whatever, even in the church, that led into crisis. I, I can't remember any single one that there was no alert in my spirit when they sat before me and they were dating. A few ones that were very close to me, I mentioned in the rest, I would just start praying for mercy. Because I understand two things anyway. Most people will not listen to once they are falling in love. So I pray. Many times I just pray. I keep it to myself. In some cases, few cases, I get to and I'm trying to lie down and here comes the Almighty with a vision of the night. And I can see what will happen. The leaders know very well. I share my visions and dreams with them. But I don't say many of those things in the church. But we are not here to impress her. Number one, we, number two, we don't know everything. There are many things we don't know. So we only know what is revealed. So once I jack up from the bed, I knew that by the bed, and I began to pray that, Lord, just have mercy. The more you spend time praying, the more you don't even know your assignment again. In the sense that you cannot say you are evangelist. Because the Holy Spirit will always use you for whatever work is to be done. I get what I'm saying. That is better. I tell you, I'm not a prophet, I'm not an evangelist. Well, out of the nine gifts, which one I have? Number one, nine gifts are listed in the Bible. It doesn't mean that there are nine gifts. There can be more. Nine were listed. And out of the listed nine, the Bible did not define anyone. Scholars define all of them. First Corinthians 12. None was defined. It started by saying that no man said, anybody that said that, no man said Jesus are caused by the Spirit, uh, is, uh, speak by the Spirit, and if you speak by the Spirit, you will not say Jesus are caused. And he said that uh, you were dumb, uh, you were Gentiles carried away to this dumb by doors. Then he began to say that uh, one spirit, manifestation given to all. He said to one, word of knowledge. To another, word of wisdom by the same spirit. To one, gift of faith. To one, the sign of spirit. To one, prophecy. To one, tongues. To one, interpretation of tongues. To one, gift of healing. And he listed the night, but he never defined anyone. The only one that is coming in plural there is gifts of healing. Because healing, anointing is not the same. 
this is why I want to say this to everybody listening to me. When they say they are going to preach to them and you don't follow them, when they say they are going to, you will never discover your true calling without experiments. As a matter of fact, the more you pray for the sick, you will start discovering that for you, it is where you touch. For some other people, touching doesn't work for them. It is when they speak. A lot of people don't know this. There are too many things going on in your life that the Lord will not tell you. Exercise will tell you. Because he has told you to be on the move. It is in the course of interacting with people. You just realize that when you pray in a particular way, something happens. This is why part of Christianity is observation. There is nobody here listening to me now without every deposit of the Spirit. The people you applaud are those who have decided to do something what they have and they have discovered more. The gift of the Holy Spirit, they are the only thing that the more you use them, the more, the stronger they become and they never wear with time. And the more you don't use them, the more they stay or they just become stale. So, so too many people come to church on Sunday only sit down in a chair. See, at times, you will never know you can prophesy until you join a prayer group where they are all praying. All of a sudden, something comes from your mouth, from your heart and your mouth. And somebody will tell that what you have just said that you are talking to me. I see you were in my house. But you have never joined prayer meeting before and you are thinking that you follow it like a bag of sherry. Wait. It doesn't work like that. See, this is why the best way to practice Christianity, practice it the way the Bible says. The Bible does not encourage Sunday church only. Paul, Acts 20, 20, he said, I taught publicly and from house to house. Christianity is both public church, house to house church. Be a member of a tribe. It is when five of you gather and you are praying that some things will start coming alive in you. Yes. I don't know how many teachers of the world are listening to me now. You have not tasked that gift and nothing is coming out. And because there are people who are destined that it is not Pastor Shola's message that will help them. It is your message. They are waiting. And how long shall they wait for? Because you are just there. And you know what? Time is running. Whatever you want to be, be on time. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Amen. You see, one of the things that God did for some of us, which I'm eternally grateful for, when I go born again, just put me in the midst of brethren. So we'll go and pray, we'll go and pray. Many times at the beginning, I was not the preacher. I was very shy. I couldn't face people to talk. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I've just moved here and there today. Interestingly, I want to talk about Hebrews 12. And I was going to talk about Judges chapter 6. And I've not talked about them. And I want to stop. <laughs> Whether I go the way I plan to, or the way I did not plan to, is someone blessed tonight. Men and brothers, say, make it a point of beauty. I'm going to be talking a lot to, to singles when we come on Sunday about skills in handling relationship. If you always walk in love and fellowship deeply with God, there is a strength that you have that nobody can explain. There is a strength that you have that nobody can explain. I was part of the fellowship in the University of Ibadan. 
we genuinely love God. We will go play long tennis, do everything together. And in our cycle, I wasn't hearing of any guy trying to sleep with any girl, trying to redefine. Our love was, but we were concerned for one another. We'll visit, we'll talk, we'll cook together. We'll even do cooking commission with the ladies. But all in the spirit of purity. Nowadays, I hear things, and you just wonder. It's because the depths of the things of the spirit are not known to many. Number one, the anointing that is in you is to keep you pure. Nobody is a perfect person, but there are some arenas that you should not be found. Purity. As you spend time praying, it is not every time that you pray, you receive a blessing. The greatest part of your prayer is to keep you a stamina from within that enables you to say no to all the dirty things going on in the world. They are all over. They are all over. And when God is preparing you, he has to work on this. One day, when a particular city, and my friend that was there, when they came in the night, I mean, they saw these wild girls at the front of the hotel where I was staying, and they were using the ballroom, and they were... And when I got to the reception, I preached to the receptionist. So she knew that this one is in the afternoon. So in the night, one of the guys had the infantry. She told me that, you know, I don't have any guy for tonight. Can I be your... So the receptionist started laughing. She knew what would follow. Uh, so I told the girl that I, in my heart I was happy. That were, you just gave me an opportunity to preach. When I was, she was saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I said, no, no, let me talk. Of course, I didn't condemn. I just started sharing God's word with her. There is a light. So my friend came. He started asking. I said, you stay a lot in hotels like this where you go preach. He said, those things outside don't move you. It's a matter of focus and what God has done inside you. I said, so, so what? What is the value of those things going there, going on there? What's the value? Is that what they define as pleasure? Is that pleasure? A 40-year-old man with a 21-year-old girl. The girl is calling you baby. The two of you are sick. So, <laughs> and for all the guys around you, you carry your age on your head like this. Am I your mate? But there is a girl. <laughs> Baby, let me take my purse. Baby, it's terrible when you see sisters someday. When I was you, I saw a lot of that. Carry Jeep, come to you. I come and this girl, the ladies are 19, 20. And it's calling the man baby. <laughs> is that not another definition of madness? Isn't that funny? <laughs> are you are you <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying <laughs> grace is on you in Jesus' name. Walk in the light. Everybody find a small group. Join a tribe. It's important. A group of five where you can begin to demonstrate the grace that God has given you. That is how you will know who you are truly. What I was going to say to you today, there are many things you believe about yourself that are not true. 
And you need to start thinking about what God says about you. And God's report about you, they are never bad. People do wrong stuff because they believe in wrong stuff. If you start believing what, who God has, then you will realize that inside you there, there is so much purity there. It's all the things we have learned on the outside disturbing us. If you live from inside, you will be compassionate. You will be patient. You will love people and you walk away from any dirty stuff because that is who you are. Why? The day you give your life to Christ, you have been made pure inside. And it can rise to the surface and begin to determine how you do things. You cannot be interested in what doesn't belong to you. There is a light shining. When, when that story that I normally talk about, when I was working in NPC, I do not as a copper then, that they didn't pay standing for three months. And at the end of the day, they said those of you that were during Lent who fasted, they were giving them packages. I said, well, I didn't fast during Lent. I used to fast once in a week, but because they used to give us lunch. And they said, those that did not go for lunch, and they were giving money and everything, and they paid me. And I returned it. It doesn't belong to me. It shocked all other coppers. And they felt that I should take it because we're not paid for three months. And I said to one of them, there is no right reason for doing something wrong. Sincerely, I was dead broke, but there's no right reason. Don't, don't, my conscience cannot now keep going. I will now feel, okay, they mistakenly paid me, and because they have not paid me for three months, eh, 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 why should I return it? No, we are bigger than that. When was that? How many years ago? And how much was the old money that time? Are you getting what I'm saying? It is the only spirit that helps you see bigger pictures like that, that you are not bothered about those things. Truly, I needed money then. But the conviction in me was bigger than that temptation. So you collect, you spend, it will finish. Jesus said, whoever takes this water will test again. It will finish. It will finish. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed tonight? Please join a group to demonstrate the grace that God has given you. That is how you will know that you are teaching. Give. That's how you know that God can speak through you to people. Shall we rise? What a blessed night. Glory to God. Somebody put your hands together. Just appreciate Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Father, we thank you for your word. We'll receive your word with thanksgiving. We walk in the truth of your word by your grace and by the supply of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.